0: Thanks to all of the survivors of this series known as the Rutgers ScoutCast, episode 36 starts right now. Welcome into the show. I am the host of the Rutgers ScoutCast, Sam Hellman, and as we continue into what is probably my favorite part of the year in terms of college athletics, we're going to have another episode for you here. We've uh, discussed last week, and you can go back. And listen to that episode, the wrestling episode that I did about how there might be a couple of truncated episodes. And that's the case this week. I think we're going to go about 20 minutes this week. It probably depends on how chatty Chris Muller feels in our interview segment coming up in just a bit. And how many questions that I got to SHellman at Scout.com for the Rutgers mailbag. My job and my subscribers come first, and that's why some of these are going to be a little bit shorter as we get into the meat of November and December, the start of basketball season, of wrestling season, Rutgers women's soccer, making that push to the NCAA tournament uh, round one tomorrow evening at Rutgers against Harvard. I really enjoy covering the Olympic sports when I get the opportunity, so I'm really thankful to those that... Took a minute out of their day to check out what I wrote and filmed about women's soccer earlier in the week. The more that you guys engage as fans, whether you're a member of the site or you just follow me on Twitter, the more you engage with that kind of stuff, the more I'm able to do. And uh, as we've seen by President Barchi's opinions of Rutgers women's soccer coverage, I'd love to continue to provide my coverage for that kind of stuff. And, the, you know, the more you're interested, the more I can write about it. Anyway, I think, like I said, we're going to go about 20 minutes this week, so I don't want to waste any more of your time in the introduction. I just want to give you a quick glimpse into what the next couple of weeks are going to look like before we jump into my conversation with Chris Muller. Chris Muller is one of my favorite people that I've ever covered at Rutgers, uh, whether it was when Chris was 16 and I used to call his mom and try and find out how his visits went and how things were going in recruiting, and Chris was always taking a nap and his mom was always nice enough to answer and wake him up for me. Whether it was that or now, him being a fifth-year senior, getting ready to start what's going to be his, I don't know, 45th, 46th consecutive game this weekend at Michigan State, Uh, Chris has always been up front with the media, and he's never been one of those guys that shies away from a microphone. Sometimes it's a little hard to get Chris to be serious about whatever you're discussing, but hey, I love that. The last thing I want to do is take sports seriously, and you're going to hear that from Chris in just a minute. Coming up the next couple of weeks, obviously you know the Rutgers football schedule, Rutgers basketball tips off tonight against Malloy. Yes, this is a real game, and we'll discuss that in the q and I got a couple basketball questions this week. Women's soccer hopefully will be around for a while in this NCAA tournament. That was me knocking on my wooden desk. And wrestling is out in California, and guess what? The Battle of the Birthplace coming soon. So exciting couple of weeks heading into Thanksgiving. I know that Rutgers football, with the lack of a bowl game, the seventh loss, the nature of some of these losses, I get that fans are frustrated. Believe me, I get it. But... There's a lot to be excited about, even if you're a hardcore football person that isn't interested in the other stuff. There's going to be some good stories for this team heading into the final game, whether it's sending off one of the all-time great people behind the scenes in Darius Hamilton, night game against Penn State. I don't care how good Penn State is and how bad Rutgers is. That's going to be a fun environment. Playing Maryland Thanksgiving weekend to close out the season. The Chris Ash versus DJ Durkin debut matchup. We should have a lot of those coming up that could be fun. I'm interested to see how the first one goes. But anyway, before I get a little too ahead of myself, let's go ahead and jump into my conversation with Chris Muller. I've known Chris for longer than I'd like to admit now because it makes me feel old, but he's always fun to talk to and very little football discussed here, which I always like. It's always fun to peek behind the curtain, see what the players are up to, what they're thinking about. And Chris has never been afraid to make fun of me or come back at me if I'm critical of something the team's doing Chris will come right back at me and make fun of me or tell me that my shoes are ridiculous or anyway Chris Muller joins the show right now here's my interview
1: Chris I can tell you're really excited to be on the podcast with me this week always you know it's always a great time talking to my amigo and uh just helping out podcasts you know trying to make it number one on the itunes charts <laughs> yeah
0: rate and subscribe and uh yeah. buy through the amazon tab and all that yeah um what kind of
1: podcasts do you listen to if you're aware of them um my favorite podcast is uh part of my take it's a barstool sports one it's uh with uh, two of the writers and it's very uh satire and um it's just funny i just like it it's just got hot takes it's like uh imagine like Skip Bayless takes going all the time, but they're not serious. But they try and make it seem like it. it's right. good. Give me a give me a Chris Muller hot take on sports then. Um, hmm. Can't give you a hot take. Hmm. If. The NBA season ended right now. The Warriors would finish undefeated for the first time—or not the Warriors. The, the Cavs would finish undefeated. That if the thing, en- if the NBA season ended right now, my Wizards would be in dead last, like they usually are. Yeah, that's alright. I'm a 60s fan, so you gotta trust the process. Say I think died for our sins.
0: Um, so I have a bone to pick with you. When you recruit, you promised me that you'd complete the fat sandwich challenge and name it after me. I still got I still got like three months left, you know. All right. So is this something that like? After the season, Kenny Parker is
1: going to be all in for you doing this? <laughs> I don't think anyone could be all in for that. Um, you know, uh, you just have to go and see. You know, it's just After all of our loyal fans go and subscribe, they're going to have to go and check out the Grease Truck Sandwich and uh, see uh, your beautiful face up there. <laughs>
0: what would you put on the Fat helmet?
1: Well, I would load it up with um, two beers like Stone Cold Steve Austin. Uh, everything would have to be beer batter fried. Uh, we'd probably do pork roll, bacon, pulled pork. Nice and kosher, pig. yeah, that yeah.
0: works. Uh, all right, you mentioned you got three games left here. Um, how are you in, enjoying kind of your last ride here and the opportunity to have one more season with
1: Rutgers? Um, you know, it's just it's been such a long, amazing journey, and um, I want Trey Frey in the world. You know, i I've had the time of my life in college, and I've, I've met people that I've just made great connections with. And uh, it's, it's a shame, you know, my vacation's come to an end. i got three weeks left, and uh, they're kicking me out of here. So it's, uh, I'm really going to miss it, but uh, the future's bright for these guys. I'm, I'm really excited for what they're going to do and how well they're going to play. And they're definitely in great hands. What has
0: this year been like from a leadership role and you bringing along the, the next wave of offensive linemen here?
1: Oh, you know, it's just uh, we had to uh, change the culture on the other line, you know, and um, I think we're doing that. The class is hungry, you know. They're uh, they're a bunch of young, talented, uh, gung ho guys. You know, um, I'm extremely proud of them. They're going to be incredible football players, and uh, I wish I had the opportunity that they did. Uh, so you another meant another five years, you know, knowing all that I know now. But, yeah, um... you want to be in college till you're 29.
0: Yeah. Yeah, me too. That's That'd why I'm fun. still here. Yeah. <laughs> um, you mentioned the word hungry. Thanksgiving's coming up. Uh, one more Mueller
1: Thanksgiving with the guys? There's only one more, you know. It's, uh, it's a shame Heeman's gotta take over. He's uh he's slowly been trying to climb up the ranks. I mean uh Mama Heeman she's a saint. But uh hopefully we get some guys to come. But Mama Muller's the better cook probably, right? Ah well I ain't gonna I don't gotta disrespect anyone, I don't know. I've never been there for Thanksgiving, so <laughs> you never know. I love my mom's cooking. I've heard Mrs. Heeman's mom's cooking the great, so every mom's a great coach. How important do you think that is as a football team where you have
0: all these kids from Florida or California or wherever they're from and you give them somewhere where they could feel like they're at home for holidays?
1: That's really important you know um it's uh it's definitely hard you know you you come right out of high school where you're going home every day and then you come up here and you don't see your family for three months at a time you know and uh you got the strenuous schedule of a full-time a- athlete and student so it's just uh, it's nice to get away and just bring these guys back and give them a nice homey feeling and uh even if it's just for one day, just to you know sit down relax watch watch some sports, and just hang out uh, I end these with the same three questions uh,
0: I called them the big three because I'm not creative and couldn't sure. think of anything better uh who'd you say is your favorite
1: Rutgers athlete <sighs> favorite Rutgers athlete I'm it's a hard one, you know I'm probably going to go with Joe Akobi. You know, I mean, the guy helped me build what I am now. He was a strength coach. He was a, he was a walk-on, you know, just worked his way up and turned out great. And he's just a great guy. So say Joe. Cool. That's a creative
0: answer. The, uh, it's not a cliche answer, so I like that. Yeah. Uh, how about a second question here? What's your favorite memory when you think about your time at Rutgers? One that you're allowed to share publicly that won't get you in trouble. I mean, I could share anything. Um,
1: All right, tell me about your official visit. Um, official visit, I bought like forty subway cookies. That was fun, <laughs> and uh, the team, team looked out for me. You know, he uh, didn't let me make any stupid decisions. So, I told him to put the cookies in the in the in the microwave, heat them up, so they're nice and good. So, that was a good one. Um, favorite memory was probably when we had punishment training like freshman year. I forget what we did, but uh, look at mine. JJ and Derek's eyes were like, i right, we don't die. We can do anything, so. That just really brought us close <laughs> together, and uh, I don't know, it's just a good memory. Funny, we look back at it now and laugh. All right, last question. Um, if you get one more meal at Rutgers, where are you going, and what's your order? Probably going to Mancini's Pizza, It's my spot, and uh, crush a whole, first of all, get fresh mozzarella sticks, and a little bit of calamari, and then I'm crushing a whole pizza alabaca. vodka. Mancini's Pizza on Route 18, people. It's the best. They
0: cater for us sometimes. And give me yeah, a, it's, give it's me a Macho best. Man promo real quick. Macho Man promo. Tell me about the cream that
1: rises to the top. Uh, on balance, off balance, doesn't matter. Cream always rises to the top. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. All right, Chris Muller's going to go find Miss Elizabeth.
0: Thanks, Chris. Appreciate it, man. No problem, bro. Well, it was a lot of fun having Chris Muller on the Rutgers ScoutCast this week. He's a guy that I've wanted to get on the show for quite some time. Unfortunately, it was only for you know the seven minutes there, but I'm confident that maybe we can get a part two going there if you guys enjoyed it. Chris is very busy with this thing called his senior football season, but maybe once that comes to a close and he starts training for the draft and finishes up school, I can... Spend uh, more time with Chris because he's a lot of fun. Continuing here on the Rutgers Scoutcast, we're going to do an extended mailbag. I asked you guys on Twitter uh, to hit me in my inbox or hit me on Twitter with some QA questions for this week. It is a pretty big weekend for Rutgers Athletics, and that's where we're going to start. So I picked my five favorite questions. Uh, four of them are Rutgers related, and one of them is off topic to keep the trend going with the way we do our mailbags. And actually, we're starting with Rutgers basketball today, and I love that. There's actual excitement about the team this year. I'm very thankful to those on scarletreport.com that are subscribers, or even if they're just lurkers that have you know done the free trial or the extended free trial through this podcast. Shoot me an email if you're interested. I'm thankful that you've engaged so much on Rutgers basketball. I've heard other sites or other reporters I know talk about how their Rutgers basketball coverage isn't getting a lot of traction or how they wish that more people would be reading about the team. Well, that's not the case for me. I always want more people reading, but the Rutgers basketball stuff right now is doing really well, and I think that's a product of, well, not only me being there as much as possible but I think it's a product of Steve Peichel and his staff knowing how things work they're very welcoming they're very open and honest if I need to know something they're not gonna lie to me and anytime I need something they're very happy to accommodate me and you saw that with you know talking to Steve Peichel within minutes of of Geo Baker getting processed yesterday as a Rutgers basketball signee so our first question basketball related It came from John A. in Rockville, Maryland. That's how he wanted to be acknowledged. He asked, What's the deal with C.J. Geddes? I've never heard of him until you reported he was starting on Friday. Well, uh, it's nothing wrong with not hearing of him. C.J.'s new to the team. A lot of people haven't heard of him, and I think that the casual fan, if they're coming on Friday or Sunday, should be a bit of a better game. They won't know who C.J. Gettys is, e- is either because he wasn't a part of the oris- original recruiting class. He's someone that joined the program very, very late. C.J. spent three years playing at UNC Wilmington. He's a seven-foot center. He's a big country kid from Ohio. He's got a lot of personality, and he's got uh, some leadership skills that Rutgers is lacking. So he's a great addition for them late. He, he almost didn't have a senior season. He almost... Just graduated and decided to move on to you know, playing in Europe or whatever. So he's got to get back into basketball shape. He was not in a summer conditioning program, and that's the biggest challenge. He is not in good shape right now, and he'll be the first to tell you that. In fact, he told me that for those that saw my interview with him on Scarreport.com. He said, look, I'm not in great shape right now, and I come from a Rick Pitino system, so i got to know how to run better. He's working on it, and I think he's going to be a big-time player. I think he's an upgrade at the position. Nothing against Greg Lewis, who I love, but C.J. Geddes is an instant upgrade from Greg Lewis, who had so many injury problems last year. He really toughed it out, played like a warrior, but it wasn't an impact position for Rutgers. Final thing on C.J., I didn't realize this at the time, but I've actually I've seen him play before. I went to the NCAA tournament games, the first two rounds in Providence, Rhode Island, this year, just helping out the scout network, and UNC Wilmington drew Duke in the first round, so CJ was the starting center on that team. They He's got two conference championship rings, and he's got playing experience against Duke in an NCAA tournament. That is huge. They played well against Duke. They put a scare into him at halftime, but... You know, the the Plumleys and the Brandon Ingrams and Coach K pulled it out as expected, but having that kind of postseason experience is huge for CJ, and now he gets to tell Rutgers what kind of work it takes in practices to get there. Thanks for the question. Okay, continuing the Q&A now with question two, I'm going to blitz through the rest of these a little bit faster because it is very late at night, and if I don't finish this podcast, then it's not going to go up online Friday. So... Let's jump right into question two. This question was another email that I got in response to last week's podcast, and it says, Sam, you mentioned that Anthony Ashnault is in your interview, Mount Rushmore, and wanted to know if people were interested in who the others are. Well, I am. Okay, so last week I talked about how Anthony Ashnault is on my Rutgers Mount Rushmore as far as being a really good interview. So this question is, who are the other three? Because obviously, Mount Rushmore is four heads. Two of these people, I-, I thought about this for a couple minutes before uh, I hit record today. Two of these people have you've heard on the show, so you can go back and listen to their episodes and their interviews. One is Mike Teal, Rutgers quarterback from 2004 to 2008. Drafted by the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, You guys might have heard of him. He was my first guest on the Rutgers scout cast. I've known him since I was a freshman in college. I really like Mike Teal as an interview because he had a sense of humor. He never shied away from a question. And talk about a guy that went through hell at times in his career and was never afraid of the media or answering questions. And that is what your job is as a quarterback at a big-time football program. I have a lot of respect for Mike uh, because of that, and there's a reason that people still talk so highly of him, even though it's been almost 10 years since he played. It's because he won the respect of the locker room, the Hale Center, and the trailer that the media works in. Also on my Mount Rushmore, uh, Aaron Henry, Rutgers cornerbacks coach, former Wisconsin player, coached at Arkansas with Rob Smith last year, Just listen to that on the podcast, and you'll know exactly why he's up there. And my final choice, I was conflicted on this, but I'm going to go with someone that 99% of you probably don't know, and that is uh, Nicole Lindley of the Rutgers softball team. I covered Rutgers softball for two years with the Daily Targum, and she was kind of the team captain, team spokesperson For that team, very, very good, one of the best pitchers in the history of the program. And so when that team lost a lot of games, uh, she was the person that I would talk to because she was the team captain, and and she was a good interview. I remember they lost 50-1 to over a five-game weekend tournament, and she still talked about it, and I respected her for that. And then at the end of the year, they made their first conference tournament ever, and so I talked to her then too And she was always insightful if, if she was playing now I'd love to have her on the podcast I remember when uh, Tim Pernetti got fired She was one of the first people that reached out to me And said hey wh- what can I do Can I say anything to, to help him out And speaking of Tim Pernetti, he, he might be an honorable mention for that interview as well Anyway th- Those are my Mount Rushmore uh, Moving on to the next question This one came from Mark via email Oh hi Mark Mark asked me about the 2006 team. I I wrote on Twitter and on Scarlet Report that I thought the honoring of the team was awesome. And most people disagreed with me, it sounds like. A lot of people thought that Rutgers didn't do a good enough job honoring the 2006 Rutgers football team during the Indiana game. They felt that it was a rushed ceremony. They didn't announce the players individually. A lot of the, the stars of that team did not make the trip. I, I Look, I agree with you. All that stuff could have been done better. I don't know if you have the time to announce everyone individually, especially because you probably don't even know who actually showed up. And to relay that to the internal PA and all that stuff, that would be really hard to do. I agree with you. It could have been done a lot better, and, and they deserve all the honors in the world. And I hope that when the 76 team is honored against Penn State, that it's smoother. Here's why I loved this ceremony. You know, it's hard to explain. It's just... I I could feel it in my gut. It it felt special. Like, I was standing on the field before the game... Talking to a couple of the guys... Just saying hello, because it's been so long. And it felt special seeing them together. Seeing people like Cordell Young. He was carrying his his kid with him. That these people went through a lot together and it was just cool to see everyone back together and it felt special and watching those highlights on the jumbotron look we've all seen the highlights from that louisville game a million times we've all you know got burned in our memory what it looks like when jeremy ito points to a sky cam we've probably all done it in our spare time when we're kicking our imaginary field goals in our heads But it still felt special just to see it on the Rutgers Jumbotron, to see guys watching it, the fans. Heck, the students that watched that probably barely remember it. They were, I don't know, how how old were Rutgers freshmen right now in 2006? Like, I don't know, four years old? So that's pretty cool. And I guess on top of that, just the idea of someone like Eric Foster coming out for a coin toss as a team captain, man, that brought me back, and it felt amazing. It was really cool. Uh, It's too bad because it seemed like Rutgers was trying to get Eric Foster to lead the RU chant before the game. That could have been a pretty special moment, but it looked like there were technical difficulties there. So so that's why I liked it. It just felt good, and I really can't explain it other than that. I mean, everyone gets their own opinion. Uh, Everyone's opinion is right because it's theirs, and my opinion was that it was pretty darn cool. Last on-topic question this week, someone asked me who my biggest surprise is this season. I'm, I'm just going to take this as a surprise player or a guy that jumped out to me, and there's nowhere that I can look other than Tyreek Williams at linebacker. Gio Roshino is a very easy answer as a surprise, but honestly I wouldn't do this season saying that anything at quarterback won't be a surprise. This quarterback situation was a mess, so for Gio to emerge, good for him, but it wasn't a huge surprise. But what is a surprise is what Tyreek Williams has done. You're talking about a guy with very few offers that was committed to Buffalo 11 months ago. And Chris Ash comes in, and during his goal to build relationships with the best programs in the state, one of his first stops was Timber Creek, rightfully so. And they very quickly fell in love with Tyreek Williams after already having Najee Jones committed in 2017. They flipped Tyreek Williams, and he really just took off from there. Uh, Rob Hinson, the head coach of Timber Creek, did a great job preparing Tyreek for college. Even with injuries in training camp, he was ready to go for the season. He played early. He played often. And when Najee Clayton quits the team, and when Greg Jones suffers that scary injury against Ohio State, the true freshman that they flipped from Buffalo becomes one of your biggest impact players on defense, and that is a surprise. Okay, to close the Q&A and to close this episode of the Rutgers ScoutCast, as always, I remind you to search for Rutgers in iTunes. We come up and, and toss us a review. It helps new listeners find the show, and it's the best way to keep this show alive other than sticking to the end and listening to that last uh, torturous 30 minutes or thirty seconds of advertising. That's another way to help. Anyway, the last question came from uh, David Colhane. Davey asks, what other podcasts I listen to? Now, I picked this question because Chris Muller and I have talked about it, Dorian Miller. A couple of people on the show uh, are into podcasting, so I I wanted to go through some of the ones I like, too, maybe make some suggestions for you. I know a lot of my audience listening isn't big on podcasts, but for those that find me through iTunes, here are some other shows that I like. I'll tell you what, I'm just going to open the podcasting app on my phone, Right now, next to me, and I'll scroll through and tell you some of the shows that I listen to. Well, there's the Rutgers ScoutCast. Of course, I'm subscribed there. Uh, I listen to the Vertical Podcast with J.J. Reddick. I'm a huge J.J. Reddick fan. I've always been. My parents went to Duke, so don't shoot me, but I grew up following that program, and J.J. Reddick was a big part of that. Um, Obviously, I listen to a ton of wrestling podcasts. You guys know I'm a wrestling fan. I doubt that interests any of you, but for the maybe two people listening that do like wrestling, check out Chad Dukes, check out Sam Roberts, check out Chris Jericho, and, and get on the list, man. Drink it in. Uh, some other shows that I have on my fun little app here, the Karma Sense Foodcast. It's a good show to listen to uh, for nutrition information, because you know me, I'm super healthy, right? I listen to the Garbage Time Podcast with KD Nolan. I, I listen to the Big Owen Dukes Show. The Big O and Duke Show would be my number one recommendation to anyone looking to get into podcasting. It's just a, a bunch of guys that I grew up listening to on terrestrial radio that have found each other again in podcasting format, and it's, it's just, uh, it's if you know what hot talk is listening to the radio, if you're a Stern guy or an Opie and Anthony guy or Don and Mike or Tom Likas or Corolla or whoever, these guys are the best in the business, so check out Big O and Duke's. Anyway, that's enough of me plugging other stuff and shamelessly hoping that they acknowledge me as a fan. So thanks to Dave Colhane crossing his arms and asking that question on the couch. Thanks to everyone that asked questions this week. And please submit questions for future episodes to my email, shillman at scout.com or to my inbox on Scarlet Report. You can also just post on the forums and I'll find it and I'm happy to answer any questions on the show. Next week... Uh, I don't know what I'm doing yet next week. It is it is senior week for Rutgers, so there might be a senior flavor on the show. Rutgers basketball season will be underway. We're going to be getting ready for battle at the birthplace for the Rutgers wrestling team. They're getting pretty close to putting 20,000 into the stands. We'll see how that goes. I'm really playing it by ear for next week as far as a guest, so uh, who, who knows what can happen. And that's what's fun about this show. And the other fun part about this show is when I finish recording and go sit down and edit it for four hours, which is what I get to do now. So before I ramble on too long, I'd just like to say thank you again for listening to the show. Like and subscribe to the Rutgers ScoutCast. I'm your humble host, Sam Hellman.